Knowledge is the fuel that powers intelligent buying and selling. So get a quick recharge with me, Ron Edwards, Master Sommelier and Director of Wine Education for Winebow, Fine Wine, and Spirits. Welcome to WineSmart. Today we're going to land in the state of California. We're going to talk about the Mount Veeder AVA, American Viticultural Area. Where is it? It's located west of the city of Napa and also west of Yountville. It's a long, skinny uh, ridge of the mountains in Mayacamas Range. It's part of the world-famous Napa Valley of Northern California. It's about 60 miles northeast, 96 kilometers of San Francisco. The entire Appalachian is within the Mayacamas Mountain Range and, and butts up against uh, Los Carneros on the southern side of Mount Veeder. The Appalachian ranges from 500 feet above sea level to 2,600 feet above sea level. That's 152 to 792 meters, which places most of the locations above the fog line. So those are the basics you need to know about what's going on. And when I say the Appalachian ranges from 500 feet, because the Appalachian line stops at 500 feet. What's Mount Veeder like? Well, obviously we listed elevation, so that's going to be a factor, but let's talk about the mountain itself. It's a rugged landscape. It's still 85 plus percent forested and absolutely full of wildlife, so much so that the most of the vineyards require some sort of um, wildlife corridor to make sure that nature can keep on doing what nature does while we grow grapes. Nature has limited what can be developed into vineyards by nature of overly steep hillsides, too shallow soils, um, that sort of thing on the mountain itself. So the AVA itself covers 16,000 acres. It's about 6,474 hectare. But vineyard planting area at the moment is right around 1,000 acres. That's 405 hectares. So a very small percentage of the actual land mass is, is vineyard land. The slopes of these vineyards range from 10 to 30 degrees, making it difficult to employ machinery in quite a few locations. And on the mountain, it just is reality that much of the work has to be done by hand. The mountain itself is an ancient seabed of sandstone that was uplifted through the continental plate collisions that make California what it is today. The bedrock is fairly near the surface and erosion because of the steep slopes and the fact that it's the ridge of a mountain keep the soils fairly shallow. Most soils range from 12 to 24 inches in depth, that's 30 to 61 centimeters, and are a mix of degraded sandstone, touches of volcanic ash, fractured shale, and sprinkles of other minor inclusions. Reality of uh, Napa Valley itself, there was a fairly large deposit of volcanic ash in Napa Valley, but on Mount Veeder and the Mayacamas Range, it only had a sprinkle of that same incident that happened. The surface soils, as you would imagine, sandstone turns into sand, basically, and um, there's some shale, which doesn't hold water extremely well, but does hold it somewhat. So the surface soils don't retain water really well, but the mountain is blessed with an aquifer that's large enough to supply irrigation that is refilled each winter with the 35 to 50 inches of rain that the uh, mountain receives per year. That's about 889 to 1270 millimeters of rains each winter. Interestingly, the history of Mount Veeder is kind of Germanic driven, even though it started with a Dutchman. The mountain got its name from a Dutch Presbyterian minister named Peter Veeder. 
who lived on the mountain during the American Civil War. He loved to go through hikes. He just loved being out there in the wilds of the nature that is still to this day Mount Veeder, and um, he got the name on the mountain. The first recorded wine, however, was grown by a German sea captain. In 1864, um, Stellum Wing submitted one of his wines to the state fair, and it was made in what is now Wing Canyon Vineyard. Then in the 1880s, uh, John Henry Fisher of Stuttgart, Germany, started a vineyard which through the years became what is now Myacamus. Ernest Streich founded Streich Winery in the 1880s, which is now what we call Yates Family Vineyard. So there's a, a, a continual history here, even though there's some interruption due to uh, the vagaries of time. Commercial scale production came to Mount Veeder in 1900 through Theodore Geyer, who founded what would become the Christian Brothers Mont LaSalle Winery, and now today it's the Hess Collection. By the late 1890s, there were 20 vineyards on Mount Veeder, six wineries, and then came Prohibition, which crippled the industry on Mount Veeder just like it did everywhere else until the rebuild which started in the 1960s. What makes Mount Veeder a different growing area than its neighbors is important to know because that defines why we want to buy the wines, how we use the wines, and uh, who's going to love the wines. So let's talk about that. The two factors that make Mount Veeder different than its neighbors in Napa Valley proper are elevation and access to the cold air off San Pablo Bay. The elevation keeps the vineyards above the fog line, and that's super important. When you are above the fog line, the first thing is you don't have to wait as long in the morning before you have sun on your vineyards. In the valley floor, you have to wait for the fog to burn off, and that's a very slow warming process through the day, and then you get sunshine and move on from there. Above the fog line, you have sunshine as soon as the aspect allows it, and the other major factor when you're above the fog line is that the air that's cold enough to create that fog is below you. So your lowest temperature is going to be warmer than anywhere below the fog line for the same day. The afternoon breezes that make Los Carneros unique due to San Pablo Bay are the same breezes that affect Mount Veeder. These breezes are land sea breezes, which are natural occurrences when the air on the land warms up, it rises. And when it rises, it has to be refilled by natural pressure from somewhere else. What happens is the colder air sitting next to the water on the cold San Pablo Bay is then pulled over the land, sucked into the land, which changes Carneros immediately. It goes from warm and even hot feeling. And then all of a sudden, whoo, it's chilly. I need a jacket. That air then just keeps right on moving into Mount Veeder. It's super effective, uh, well, let's call it an air conditioner for the daytime temperatures, which will make the daytime high in Mount Veeder 10 to 20 degrees Fahrenheit lower than the equivalent Appalachians in Napa Valley itself. You take an add to both of these factors, the reality that the natural lapse rate, all other things being equal for temperature is 
you lose 3.5 degrees Fahrenheit for every thousand feet you go up in elevation. So when you get to that top vineyard in Mount Veder at 2,550 feet above sea level, you've, ha you've dropped nine or 10 degrees Fahrenheit from the exact same conditions at the valley floor level. On top of that, because this is a heavily forested mountain area, the vineyards tend to be planted with forest around the edges. Those tall native trees offer shade to part of the vineyard each section of the day, making Mount Veter a much cooler, more even-tempered appellation than uh, pure Napa Valley floor, which gives us an average mean temperature for the appellation of 80 degrees Fahrenheit as the high throughout the growing season, which is very reasonable. Because it doesn't get overly warm in the afternoon or overly cold in the evening, the growing season is extended for Mount Feeder and is one of the longest in the area and often will go all the way into November. You take all those factors and you put them together and what you get is a, an expected style of wine regarding Mount Veter. The natural restrictions already in place for vineyards on Mount Veter mean that the grape clusters, regardless of which grape you're talking about, end up with smaller berries, but they're flavor packed. And the mountain's wines keep a freshness, a, a, a tartar natural acidity balance than wines on the valley floor. And if you're talking about red wines, the tannins, while being very present, and um, they're not shy wines, they're not wimpy in any way, shape, or form. They're just supple tannins. They're super well integrated. They, the wines come across really balanced. In general, what you're going to get, red or white wine is a, from Mount Veter, is a wine that is stylish and often moving towards elegant, more so than power packed. If you're looking for that elegant expression of Napa Valley, turn to Mount Veter. Look up a Mount Veter wine and let it reinforce why you should be buying and selling this AVA.